welcome to Mystic Drip. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. It is beautiful. No, yeah, it's still a beautiful day. It's going to be a beautiful day no matter what the weather is doing. But it's a little bit gray here in LA. And gosh, I wish I had a cup of coffee with me. But I don't have one with me right now. So we'll proceed. Um, yeah, so today I want to talk to you about the action, the action that gets the results that you seek, right? So let's say that you want more money as a mystic, as a mystical entrepreneur. This is the one that people mostly struggle around. So we'll just like talk a little bit about money, but there's other things that we can struggle, we struggle around. And I had this, this message that came through this conversation, this inner dialogue that I was having with myself, like, what the hell? Get yourself together. Um, the the title that came through was the action that gets results actually sucks at first. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Well, first and foremost, we have to talk about what is action. Like, what does that mean? Um, so action usually, it's it's more than one simple thing. It requires a decision, it requires movement, it requires shifting. So when you take action, so for example, taking a shower, that's a form of taking action. Most of the time, what do you want to take a shower? Maybe it's because of the routine and you take a shower every day at a certain amount of time, the certain amount of time, at the certain time of the day. <laughs> I'm like, what am I trying to say? Or it could be that you stink you feel stinky and you're like gosh i need to take a need to take a shower so most of the time there's going to be a reason why we head into certain action it could be a pattern or it could be something that you actually need to make a, a decision on and then after we have that like like that awareness then we make a decision ah i stink i need to take a shower and then the action is let me go into the bathroom take off my clothes and jump in the shower right um, or you can, again, be operating from patterns and you don't have to take that action in the moment of making the decision like, oh, it's nine o'clock. It's time for me to take a shower. But your, your body naturally goes there. At nine o'clock comes around and your body just like, let me just mosey on down to the bathroom and take a shower. But either one, describing those two things is describing an action. Actually, the difference is the reason why the action was taken. And so we have patterns and most of the time are activated and doing things for, for us and our behalf. And that's an, an amazing system. It's an amazing way that God created the human operational system because we, there's so little that we have to do. Think about the millions of processes that are going on within you. Blood is circulating your heart is pumping, your lungs are breathing, your kidneys and your liver are removing contaminants, your gut is getting rid of stuff that you don't need or required anymore, and your gut is also absorbing nutrients, vitamins, you know, like the things that are going to keep you healthy and alive. And then it's distributing those things, those proteins and those amino acids. And then the proteins, they go to the muscle. And if you have a tear in the muscle, it rebuilds the muscle. And if you have, um, you know, bones, the calcium goes there. You know what I mean? There's 
billions of processes going in going on inside of you that you never have to think about that you never have to decide you never have to wake up it and there's other processes going on gravity um the exchange between trees and humans oxygen and carbon dioxide there's billions of things going on at a level that you're doing without actually having to do right and most of the time we can say that this is a pattern this is a habit this is just how the world works and this is what makes it possible to be a complete functioning human being and only need to make conscious decisions about the way you want to live your life so you don't have to make a decision about breathing but maybe you can make a decision about the the quality of the air maybe you want an air conditioner in your room because you're fucking hot or maybe you want a humidifier so you can make the air a little bit more uh, moist. Or maybe you want, um, what is that thing that takes like the, the pollen off or clears the air, right? Maybe you want like some type of filter in your room to like get rid of like allergens and pollen. And so the air that we all breathe is a gift from God. It's just here right? It's automatically the trees are doing what they do. We automatically are breathing it in. But there is control as far as quality. Um, here in LA, when COVID happened, the craziest thing that happened was the amount of pollution that was lifted. Because there was a period that for, for some time that we didn't have cars, uh, people weren't really going to their jobs. And so the amount of pollution and contaminants in the environment dramatically decreased and the air cleared up and it was just like so beautiful and for me it was recognition that we think that climate changes and things um that need to be corrected in the world they feel like they're hard and they feel like so much to do but honestly the idea the concept that people weren't driving cars in the streets that you know create so much pollution life can take care of itself the earth can take care of itself actually the earth is taking care of itself in spite of what people animals and and beings do to it and it the earth takes no it's not personal it doesn't the sun doesn't rise just for the good people the um the air is the, the air is oxygen oxygenated not just for the good people or for the rich people there's certain level of things that every single one of us has access to billions of decisions that are made made at the subconscious level at the unconscious level and thank god for that because then that means that this precious thing that we have which is our consciousness our awareness can be really targeted really tailored really cultivated really um nurtured because we don't have to worry about Billions and billions and billions and billions of micro decisions that make existence possible, human existence possible, just existence in general. And so when I talk to people and I talk to my clients about taking action, there's always two different types of actions. And for me, there's the levels of actions that are removed from oneness, from divinity, from the God frequency. Okay, so when we are in the God frequency, let's explain that first. This is the place where all things come from, right? This is the place, the house, the host of all things. And it's also a void of want, a void of need, a void of desire. Why? 
because when you're in oneness, it's wholeness, it's completeness, is no separation between you and abundance. There's no separation between you and love. There's just no separation. So if there's no separation, then you don't want love because you have it. You don't want abundance because you have it, right? So that state is void of desire. Absolutely the void of desire. You cannot get to oneness and want something. Wanting is, is, a, is a step or maybe a couple steps removed from being in the God frequency, right? But so lucky for us that we can tune into this God frequency all the time. We can actually have our home, our, our frequency can have a place, a dwelling, and it could be within the God frequency, which means it hosts all the frequencies. Think about that. Obviously, in the frequency of the God frequency, all the frequencies have to live there. All the potentials, they have to reside there because it is from there that everything else is created. And when you think about oneness and wholeness and no separation and non-duality, you're thinking about not having a need. And most of us want and need things. And there's, they're one and the same. Um, we try to make it sound pretty, you know, to live by desire. One, um, one, um, one way to like have this amazing experience is to like really dive into your desires um, that I've heard messages around um, putting yourself first, all the things around wanting and letting wanting being a positive thing in your life. Now, there's different types of people and different experiences that allow them to accept different types of messages, right? So if you were raised in a traumatic home and an abusive home, and if you were, you know, uh, from a marginalized community, if you were a, a woman of color, if you got pregnant early, if you were abused, if you were raped, there's this already this belief deep inside that there was something wrong with you and it's been wrong with you for so long that you may not even notice it, right? So but what happens is when you are that person that can't see how you're in the victim mindset, you can't see how you're activating that frequency over and over and over of, of blame and guilt and fear and inferiority, we're not understanding is that we're, that's, what we're, that's, the, that's the part of us that's actually making decisions. It's not our real self making decisions. It's that part. And think about it. That part can never really get you to a really good decision because that, that part is powered by fear and fear is always illusion fear is always a lie always 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 no matter what and it maybe people are just like oh but that's because you don't understand this and that yeah okay maybe i don't that's okay but the root cause of every single issue in your life is fear the fact that you can identify that, that doesn't mean that it's not fear. This is what I tell people. The fact that you don't understand how gravity works doesn't mean you float up into space. Gravity is an agreement that in this consciousness we've all made even at the unconscious level. We all agreed to be within the power of gravity. And those very few people who want to become astronauts and who desire to explore the universe... They actually have a different set of agreements in their head, right? They agree that they can go into space and they agree that space has like a different relationship with gravity. They have those beliefs and that's why they choose the careers that they do. And that's why it's important that they do, that they do choose careers that matches their desires and their belief system. But that is still one step or maybe a couple steps removed from, from oneness. 
So the next layer, right? So you have the zero frequency, the God frequency, the void of desire, which actually is the host of all frequencies, all potentialities, all energies, right? And then you have the one step remove. One step remove is inspiration. And one thing that I see that people don't actually really truly understand is that all inspiration comes from the divine. So you have to put yourself in the state of the God frequency, which is the void of desire, which is zero, right? You have to put yourself in this complete receptivity and ownership of everything. Like you, you can't just go into not wanting. You have to go into not wanting knowing who you are. That's why you don't want because you know, you recognize and you feel and you have access to who you really are in this, in this energetic dwelling, in this frequency home. This is your home frequency. It's the God frequency. It's not, a, it's not like your signature frequency. It's not the euphoria frequency. It's none of that. It's where all the frequencies reside and where actually where they all come from. And I call this the psychic stem cells. Um, and even that does not quite explain the power of this, this um, field, of this frequency. And it's beyond the quantum because it's before the quantum, right? It's the God frequency, like it's above and above and above, above anything that we can observe. The only thing that we actually tend to believe in, in as humans is in the observable world. We can't observe oneness. I mean, we can, but that is right. You got to be in that frequency to see that. So we got that, that space of inspiration. When you're in a state of inspiration, it, it means that you spend a lot of time in that God frequency, which means that you're open and receptive and able to hear inspiration your own inspiration only comes from god if you ever say things like oh my god i got this great idea and it was amazing like it's the way that we communicate but honestly when we say oh my god i got this great idea and it came out in the blue we're actually stating that the divinity put something in our heads and that very thing that god divinity put in your head is something that you actually can do because if you were incapable if that was in the way that you operated you wouldn't even have gotten the idea the right the idea would be suited a hundred percent to who you are and to your best uh, your best outcome your best possible potential and thing is that not everybody takes action on ideas or inspiration because they don't recognize that any any and all inspirations come from the divine and when you recognize that any and all inspiration comes from the divine then this idea that came in this is a sure shot this is a fuck yes this is going to happen this is certainty no doubt no fear because I didn't create this idea. This idea was given to me by the divine, so I can trust it. Now, if you don't trust the divine, then that's a whole different story. And then you'll have another, um, you'll have another step that is, what is it? We have inspiration. We have the God frequency. That's the first layer. The second one is inspiration. And then the third layer would be um, intuition. Intuition is actually a collection of um communication in the psychic field like this is um intuition is energy energy and experience and intelligence and a combination of all that stuff gives you access to intuition but a lot of times we actually think intuition is from the divine and the intuition is not from the divine intuition is from you and this is a little bit complicated to explain so i'll do my best so the reason why inspiration comes from the divine is because inspiration comes from 
a place. For example, if you are wanting to make more money and you have no way in this paradigm, in this energy, in this frequency, you have no way of freaking figuring out how you can get this money. You just don't, you can't. You don't have access to see that. You don't have access to the solution because you're in that frequency of not being able to see it, right? So when you get out of the way and you step into the God frequency and you release that desire, you're just like, you know what? I got to step outside of this. Then you're receptive and open to the idea. And then an idea comes in. And if you recognize how it works and how the divine works, you capture the idea and you take action and you do it. Not from faith, not from trust, but from certainty. Why would God, divinity, give you an idea that's going to fail? Right? Like, you, like you start to understand how silly it is when we step into, um, into the fear. But we actually try to glamorize and make intuition to be something that is a little bit beyond what it actually really is. And so when people say intuition development, they actually mean, uh, you know, they're teaching you how to understand and knowing that all of us are, all of us are intuitive without intuition we would be just repeating patterns all the time and actually a lot of the times we think it's intuition and it's just life experience um the, the thing is that there's so many messages that are communicated to us at the sub level of awareness at a level that that we can't see so for example why are you attracted to the man you're attracted to right chances are that if in your childhood you didn't have a strong father figure and there's certain needs and some protections that you required from a father or, or, or that masculine energy and you didn't get it, then you're going to look for someone as an adult that provides that, right? So your intentionality would be like, I didn't have a loving father. When I am a mother, I'm going to ensure I marry um, a man that's loving so my children can be loved by their fathers, da 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 right? And then you select the partner who seems amazing and nothing like your dad until you get married or until you have a baby and he's exactly like your dad. Consciously, you wouldn't have chosen that, right? So the intuition that we often, you know, accredit to God is subconscious. It's unconscious. It's a matter of putting two and two together and creating a shortcut. Because most of the time when people say intuition, they describe a feeling. Well, the God frequency is beyond feelings. That's not uh, emotions. It's energy in motion. It's not, the, the God frequency does not require emotions. The emotion itself of the God frequency, if we had to put a name to it, is love. But love is, doesn't even touch doesn't even touch what happens in that frequency. Euphoria doesn't even touch what happens in that frequency. So when we get into intuition, a lot of people mistake intuition for God, for divine guidance. And this is where that self-led message comes in. Well, I led myself into my worst relationships. I led myself into like bad business decisions. I led myself into money decisions that even further solidified my money resistance and money fears. But the whole time I felt they were intuitive and there was a knowing from inside. If you look up at the definition of it, intuitive, it says a knowing, right? But then we have the clairs and the clairs is like a knowing. And so we just kind of like lose 
you know, in all the words and all the formalities and all the coaches trying to sell us something, we actually lose the power of what the word really means because they get overused and then used incorrectly. Intuition is human. And everything that we do in that human, in our humanness is limited. That is actually, if I had to define the difference, what is the difference between God and human? Is that God is unlimited and the human is a God with a limited perspective. And the minute that you break out of your limited perspective, you enter into that God frequency and recognize that there is actually no limitations. They're all illusion, distortion, and whatever. So let's go over the, the layers again. We have layer zero, the God frequency. This is the creative playground. This is where there's a void of desire because this is the place of complete fulfillment. Then you have one step removed for that in inspiration. But in order to even hear inspiration, you need to have access to the God frequency and make the God frequency your dwelling place, your home base, your home frequency. You know, and when we just like let the ego go, you don't, you're not worried about your signature program or your signature creation or your intellectual property. You actually just get this concept that all ideas, genius, um, skills, they, these are all different frequencies. And it's a matter of acclimating to different frequencies that gets you to experience what happens in the frequency. And it also, if you step into the genius frequency instead of being a genius, you know how much less pressure you have? Because I've actually understand the concept of having the pressure of like, wow, your work's amazing. You fucking genius. Why aren't you making money? You should be making money. Like all that pressure actually makes you feel like, okay, let me be less, let me be less of a genius. And so then we step into self-sabotage, right? But if you understand that the genius within you is just a God frequency, that you can go back to that frequency over and over. You don't have to be a genius. You just don't, you can just let that go. You don't have to be skillful. You don't have to be experienced. You don't have to be mature. You don't have to be anything because every single frequency of everything that you desire is already in existence and all you need to know is how to tune into it. But the thing is like, if you've tuned to just the success frequency, right? And you don't realize that there's other frequencies that are overpowering that, that are, they're stronger, they're more evident in your life and you have a lot of patterns built around other things that make you feel inferior, then it feels like you can tap very shortly into the success frequency and you can taste it, but it's never like lasting. But when you tap into the God frequency, what happens is you are actually able to receive the guidance that it's gonna take you to your desires. But here's the key. Most of your desires are shadow desires. And what does that mean? That means that it's a desire that comes from wanting to control something about your life, wanting to be approved or to be loved or to be accepted, wanting to um, be unique and special and cool and stand out. Um, though, like th most of our desires come from those like very survival state, um, yeah, wants, like desires, you know? Because most, I, you know, in my own experience, I find that the reason I want money is to feel something. I want money to feel significance. But what happens if that's not money's job? Money can't make you feel significance. That isn't what's not here to do. Money's job is one and one alone. It's that of a change. It's not to make you feel valuable. It's not to make you feel better. Money's job is 
to find uh you know an easy way of exchanging things i had i had um i was on a call and we talked about the very same thing of like yeah well back in the day we were exchanging chickens for cattle and cheese for eggs and the exchanges were complicated because if you needed you know you needed eggs you got a chicken but what if you didn't need you know I don't know like something somebody else was offering a sheep and if all you sold was sheep then your your market was very limited and this is the reason why grocery stores are so amazing and we forget how lucky we are you go to the grocery store and with money you can buy apples and cereal and milk and juice and there's no you don't have to exchange thing for thing you can just have it all so money is actually the thing that makes life easier it makes our exchanges easier but it's not really responsible for value fulfillment it's not really responsible for joy it's not really responsible for love and i think there's a lot of people out there teaching on how much you have to love money and how much you have to care about it and how much how important it is and i don't think that's a wrong message i think it's just one step removed from being in resonance with and understanding the god frequency um because the truth is that whatever you can imagine the highest thing that you can see for yourself from this limited uh you know perspective you have is a limited perspective of what you're capable of. Let's think about that for a second. If you don't think life is easy, if you think life is hard, if you think money is hard, if you think all these negative things that are self-sabotaging everything that you do, but in that same breath, you know you're capable of more, that comes from who you are in that moment. In that moment, you're a completely limited being because perception is reality. So you perceive yourself as limited, you will create a limited life, a limited experience. But even within that limitation, you see yourself as more. So like imagine how would you actually see yourself without the limitation? If within this limitation, you can see how big you are, imagine if you didn't have the limitation, the illusion, the distortion, you were constantly acclimating back to the God frequency, not acclimating back to your coach. I don't know what kind of bullshit and, and, and stuff my coach has. I don't want to acclimate to my coach. I want to acclimate to the God frequency and would, would being in the God frequency, would I get this inspiration to hire a specific coach? Absolutely. Because we're also, if you understand the physicality of the world, we live in a material world. Even if it's a delusion, it's, it's the experience that we're having. So we can't completely discount the physical aspect, right? And, and I think what happens is that do we need physical action to get results? No. But here is the key, and this is what that physical action is going to get you to do, and it's going to get you to break through. Okay? And it goes back to the title. The action that gets results sucks at first. So getting on the phone with someone and saying, I can change your life. I know what I'm doing. I'm a mystic. I, my tarot readings are transformative. I can see things. I know things. I feel things. I can help you. All that stuff that you feel about you and, and you, the way that you serve your clients and you can help your clients um, is not necessarily what's going to get the sale. What's going to get the sale is you asking for the money. And even if you're just like, oh, I don't want to call people and ask them for the money, you still have to, at the very least, cre create a link 
that you send to somebody, what I realize is that the reason we are very slow to break through is because we don't take enough action. And so there's a little story that I heard. It's not my story, um, but I want to share it with you. There's two guys and they were both wanting to learn how to surf together. And these two guys were like, let's go, let's learn. And they took a surfing class together. One of the guys, the guy telling the story, he was very careful and cautious. So when every time he got up on the board, he was very still, very calculated, very stiff. And he was doing the best that he could to not fall. But he also recognized that his friend was just on the board and falling off. Like just constantly just freaking falling getting up and falling, getting up and falling. And he realized that at the end of the day, his friend actually was actually surfing at a more advanced level than he was. And it was interesting because he made the observation that the difference between, they both made a decision, right? They both made a decision to go surfing together. They're both surfing the same waters with the same type of waves. They, will have, they both had the same instructor, And here you have two people that are getting different results. And this might explain if you've ever joined a program and don't get results, it's your fault (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) It's also, it's also your, it's also your, your coach's fault too. There's no, there's no blame. I'm not blaming you or the coach. I'm saying you're both responsible. If your program, if you're a coach and your program doesn't deliver, you're responsible for that. If you're a person who bought a program that doesn't deliver, you are responsible for that. And I'm saying that with complete awareness of a current situation that I'm in. I actually join a program and I'm getting zero value from it. You know, and I'm, every single day I want to reach out to the coach and just be like, dude, I'm not getting anything from this. Every single day. Every single day. But every single day I lean on my practices. I lean on the God frequency. And I, I ask and I say, from the limited paradigm, which I'm looking at the situation there is a possibility that I'm not actually seeing what's really happening, what's really going on. And if I can just go back to the God frequency and stay there, I can just ignore that this program is actually not giving me results and see if the lessons that I'm meant to learn are actually not part of the program itself, but actually part of the relationship of the creator of the content. What if, what if the, the true lesson for me is not about what this person is teaching, but how I'm supposed to deal with these situations in life. Is it her, her responsibility to create an epic program or is it my responsibility to be in alignment to know who can actually deliver the results? And also I have to know and understand that if I was inspired to make this move, then I have to trust that that inspiration was not self-led. It was divinely led. How do I know? Well, I spent enough time in the God frequency over and over and over to know that this idea that came into my head to join this program was not something I would normally do. And it's uncomfortable. And every day, I mean, every month when I have to pay this coach, I feel uncomfortable. Very, very uncomfortable. And I go into my story, but she's not delivering the results that I thought she was going to deliver. And then I go back into the question, is that her fault or your fault? Because if we're not playing with the victim, if we're not sitting here blaming and you take full responsibility, can you at the very least be responsible for joining a program without having discernment? And does that feel like that's the right answer? And then I say, well, I have discernment. I felt like that was the right thing for me at that moment. Okay, 
So if you felt that that was the right thing at the moment because it was inspired and you trust that inspiration is, is from the divine and you also trust that when you step into the God frequency, that's how you know. That's where the answers lay. That's where everything resides because in the current paradigm, in your current, in your current limited mentality, you can't even see you can't even see the benefit. You can't even see how this is serving you. That's why you have to make decisions from inspiration. You have to take action from inspiration, not from intuition. And um, if you are if you teach intuition, you're not going to like this message very much because um, I'm messing with your ability to make money. But maybe it's because it's time for you to stop teaching intuition and get into a higher perspective. Not only for yourself, but for your clients. Maybe your clients need more. Maybe they need more. I mean, I certainly, that's how I feel in my program. I'm just like, I'm not ready to have that conversation with this person. And I'm contemplating it frequently. Um, but I have not gotten the inspiration. I'm waiting. I'm always waiting. Um, optimistically expecting God to give me directions and give me answers and show me and guide me. And so how do I know Something is from inspiration or from intuition, right? Inspiration is usually, um, okay, love you. My partner's leaving, my man's leaving. Inspiration usually can still feel very scary. So I've actually worked with uh, mediums and psychics. And when they say like, you know, I just really don't want to give people, like I trust my gift, I, I trust my intuition, what I can see, I just don't want to give people the wrong information because that's happened to me. And I'm, you know, I can validate, validate that because it has happened to me. I have gone to psychics who like have just wanted to take my money. But also that, what does that mean about me? That I was in a victim mentality. I was in a victim frequency, right? That's why, that's why like, I don't think that genius and, and a skill and intelligence and, you know, being outstanding is a personality trait. I think it's a frequency that we can all step into that. Um, that's just how I feel and that's just what I believe. Um, so let's wrap this up. Your comfort zone is your prison and that is fucking awful. It's awful because in order for you to break out of the prison, which means a place you don't want to be, you're stuck in there. It may feel like, you know, you know, I put a curtain in this jail cell and I put a TV in here and it's not that bad. It's a jail cell. You're in prison. You're in a limitation and you know when you're ready and that you want to break out of it and you will make a decision. Now, is that decision going to come from a pattern that very much could be your intuition or is that decision going to come from inspiration, which you can bank on, which you can trust, which you know is the right step for you, right? Well, how do you know? Fear versus power. Make a decision and does that feel powerful or make a decision and does that feel like weakness does it feel like you give your power away now if you don't know yourself enough this will not be easy for you because if you don't know what feels good you don't know what feels bad if you don't know if you don't understand how your body sends you signals or whatever then it will still be very confusing for you to make a decision and to know and trust god in yourself all the way so that's all i have for you today you know the action that's going to get you the results fucking sucks you think it's easy when you get on a call with a powerful woman that can change your life and she tells you that the course, the program, that this powerful thing that she can provide for you is $20,000? Do you think that's an easy conversation to hear while you are in your limited perspective? 
It's not. And the reason your coach can very easily and your mentor can very easily talk about money and what they charge and what they can do for you is because they're in a different paradigm and you want to be in the paradigm that they're in. But let me tell you, that's a limitation. I never want to go into someone else's paradigm, into somebody else's belief systems. I don't care how much money they've made. I want to go into the God frequency. I want, I want my, my life to be about what was for me and not the imitation of another coach that I loved and I admired. Can you love and admire a coach and not be coached for them, by them? A hundred percent. Can you be coached by someone who's not talking about the millions and millions of dollars that they're making every day and actually you yourself get million dollars results? Absolutely. Like you have no idea what people want. You have no idea what people want. You have no idea what they quantify that, what they quantify as success. I have a mentor. I've had mentors, spiritual mentors for the most part, who made money, but they weren't freaking like loaded and bragging about like materialism that wasn't their job they were spiritual mentors they weren't they were they were less focused on the physicality on the material like obviously oh my god my partner took the car i needed the car shit so when covid happened i sold my car because i already wasn't you know i work from home i work for myself i do photography i do all the things I wasn't really always using um, my car, and my car was huge, and I loved my car. It was like a big old, big car. Um, I wasn't always using it, so it just felt like just a little bit of a waste of, of resources just to have a car sitting there, and so I got rid of it, and it just felt good at the moment. It was great, but um, I work from home. My partner works from home, so we actually don't need to go out. <laughs> often there's always someone here and um what has happened though is that you know we can take turns using the car and he actually works when he when he has to go to the office the office is really close he actually can bike to the office that's how close it is but for some reason today he took the fucking car I have so much things to do today okay that's all right that means that god is just like okay maybe all those things you thought you had to do can't get done to a little bit later um, or tomorrow. Okay. I want to give you something that you can take with you. In order for you to really step into the next level, you have to confront your fears. And the reason that I say that the best next level for you and the best decision and the best action sucks is because it fucking sucks to your old self it just sucks if you don't think let's say that you don't think you have money and somebody's asking you for money that old perspective that limited perspective is not gonna like that it's not gonna want to relinquish money even if you have it because as long as the money that you have is so tied and connected to your survival to your fear it's just gonna feel completely weird awful bad crazy to give it up but how you know you're making a good decision is that while all that stuff about giving up your money feels like that connecting with the right coach the right mentor the right program the right teacher the right spiritual path connecting with that is so much more important and so more valuable 
and you understand that this is what you need and you understand that this is the key you understand all the fucking things right and you understand it comes from inspiration and when it comes from inspiration you can make a decision without fear the problem is fear and i know that if you're looking at your bank account and it's like negative or doesn't have any money you're just like no the problem is not fear or, or maybe you know, you're like, yeah, it's fear, but I still have a negative bank account. Like, what am I going to do with that? There's so many ways. There's so many ways and so many things that you can do. Here's a couple of things that you can begin to, to do. You can begin to work on your mindset at whatever um, affordability, like whatever amount of money you have. And I want you to, to buy a program. I want you to buy a course today. And if you're just like, girl, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. I'm not buying your program today. Yeah, you may not be able to afford my program today. I, I can tell you that much. But just go on like Skillshare, Udemy. Go somewhere. Actually, I have a couple of classes on Udemy. You can go in there, find my classes and just invest in yourself. Yeah, maybe it's $20. Maybe it's $50. Maybe it's $100. And that's not a lot of money. But it might feel like a lot to you, you know? But just go and do that. And I want you to do it from the perspective of, if I'm inspired and if I'm leading from inspiration, making sense out of this decision is not going to work all the time because sense, intuition, all that stuff comes from the human me. And we're just stepping into the God frequency. We're just boldly going there. I want you to invest in this course. I don't care in a course, in a course. And I don't care what it costs you. I don't care if it's... Um, but I want you to invest. I want you to put money in there, you know, and then I want you to spend, I want you to do the program with your entire heart, whatever it is. I don't care if it's about making money or not making money. I don't care what it is. It's about showing you that if you trust and make decisions for inspiration, things are going to change and that we got to break ourselves out of our next best move because it's scary. Got to break ourselves out of that fear. The only way that you can break yourself out of that fear is by facing it. I remember being at the top of a roller coaster and being really scared of like the roller coaster. I'm not afraid of heights. So I wasn't even sure why I was so afraid. And just, just looking down and feeling all the anxiety in my body and just looking down and just feeling like I don't like this feeling. I don't like this feeling. This feels bad. But I remember I made myself ride roller coasters because my kids like them. And my little guy is too little to ride them. My partner is too sick and shit to ride them. So then there's me and my 12-year-old. And I said, you know, I have to fucking, if I have to be the woman with the balls here, like I have to, this is what I have to do. I got plenty of balls. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I know I'm safe. I know I'm not going to fall. I know nothing's going to happen. I know I'm not going to die. I know it. But maybe it's time that I face this fear. I just remember being at the top in, in just that peak of fear and I had this idea this concept I was like I wonder if I can take all the things that I know all my spiritual work all my um all this intuition all these psychic gifts I wonder if I can take all that I've learned through the past fucking 20 years and actually in this moment utilize it to transmute this fear into love because I got on the roller coaster for love for my son so he can have a good experience so he can have fun my son my middle son is only here for the summer so it is highly important that his experience and our experience as a family is just filled with epic amazing memories that when he's over there in a different part of the of the world missing me and I'm missing him 
we go back into our memory banks and relive this, these memories with so much joy and expectation and so much happiness and so much gratitude. So I did it for love. I'm on the roller coaster and I'm like, fuck, this is so incredible. I can't believe it. And I had this message right when I got into the amusement park and it was just like, well, today is a day. And I had pulled one of my witch's runes, right? If you're not familiar with that, it's like, you know, tarot or like some type of divination system. And I pulled the rune card, the rune stone for um, the scythe, a scythe. I don't know how to say it. It's like a, it's like a hook. It's like a knife with a hook. And it could be looked at as equivalent with the death card. And it was just like literally the whole thing was just like transformation, transmutating. Something's going to die today. Something's going to live. And I had no idea that it was going to happen through eliciting so much fear in the roller coaster. And But at some point, I said, you're never, and I said this to myself, you're never going to not be afraid until you face it. Face on like a fucking champ shaking in your boots. You have to just look at this fucking thing in the face because it's not real. I'm on top of the roller coaster, and what is the fear? That I'm going to die? That's not going to happen. What is the fear? That I'm going to be scared? Okay, well, that's what the point is. The point is to have that thrill. And I was like, I'm going to transmutate. Fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm transmutating all this fear. And what I let myself do is feel all the fear. I almost got to tears, right? But I can't do too much because I'm with other people, and I didn't want them to stop the ride. It's like, this bitch is having a panic attack. So I just did my little bit of crying and internalizing, and I did my practices. I was like, we're going to see if these fucking things that I do, let's see if they work in real time, because I know they work long term. I know that if I do this meditation every day, if I do this every day, that eventually all these things start to change. But I don't have that time. I am the top of a fucking roller coaster right now. I'm scared right now. Right now is when I need support, help. I need, I need a savior. I need something. And I'm strapped in the top. And the roller coaster, clink, 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 going up. And with every fucking clink, 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 my anxiety just going up. My heart is racing. My thoughts are all over the place. I'm feeling completely chaotic. I start doing my work. And I was like, I am transmutating this fear into fucking power. I am changing this. And every time I got in the fucking roller coaster, I did it. And every time I got another roller coaster, I did it. And guess what? At the end of the day, I wasn't afraid of roller coasters. I wasn't afraid of being up high. I wasn't afraid of the noise. I wasn't afraid of the speed. I wasn't afraid. It changed. I changed something in me. I do so much energy work in amusement parks. It's incredible. Actually, I'm thinking of doing a program where we go to the amusement park. <gasps> oh my God, that's such a good idea. Okay. I did so much freaking work and I proved to myself that the work that I do will change your life in a day. In a day. If you've ever had fear, any phobia, any fears, if you're afraid of anything that it really is anxiety provoking you will understand the amount of anxiety that was overwhelming my senses and I still chose because I was inspired to finally transmutate this fear and then I thought holy shit if I can transmutate this fear into power by going into the fear face first 
being willing to be like, you know, whatever happens, happens. There was a part of the roller coaster where I let myself go. And I let my head swing around and I swung my arms in the air. And I felt like I was being, you know, how like the, um, like how a toilet, like the water that creates that circular suction thing. Or like when you're draining um, the sink and it creates that little tornado. I literally felt like I was there in the cosmos just being swept and I then after the crazy thing after I started to then you know days later when I would go into meditation I would get that feeling that very visceral feeling of being in this vortex and the wind in my face and the speed and my brain smashing from one side to another and I remember going from completely fucking afraid to play and it changed my life, it proved to me that what I teach people, what I do, changes your life in seconds and not in months. It changes your life in moments. But the key here is that you gotta want this change more than you want your fucking slavery to your patterns. You gotta want this more. Okay, there's two, there's three ways to work with me <laughs> before I run out of time. Your inner world. Without your inner world being squeaky clean, your outer world's just garbage. It's not going to... You're just going to be out picturing your inner world. That's it. Like everything that you see on the outside, just from things that are going on within you. So if you want to work on your inner world, right? That's the spiritual. That's the metaphysics. If you want to work on your outer world... Because maybe you are already done enough inner work and you're just like, nah, girl, I got you. I understand. Everything you said is a yes, 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 yes. I agree. I feel it. We're fucking connected. We're soulmates. I'm ready for my next level. Maybe you're ready to have a business, to have a little bit of brand evolution, to step into like branding your company in a way that feels so perfectly aligned with who God created you to be just divinely orchestrated, just pure power, passion at a brand that is a hundred percent you. And it's so you, it cannot be compared to anything else. How many coaches do you know that do the same type of work, but you know that one stands out from the, from the rest? How many coaches teach law of attraction? Thousands. How many law of attraction coaches that you can point out, right? Maybe five, like the best ones. So if there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people that can do this work, what is making them stand out as a category of one? You know, it's because they've done the inner work and they have also started to treat their brand as important, right? As elevated as their entire lives because they're not looking at their brand or their business as something separate, but it's, it's actually an extension of who they are. And they just say, hey, like, this is just the natural process. I fucking cleaned up my energetic world. I did all the work. I feel the line. This is the next thing that I need to do. I need to do a photo shoot. Not only to, like, prove it to myself to see it in the physical reality, but that's because that's just the next logical step. You may go from selling $500,000 packages to wanting to enter into $5,000, $10,000 packages. And you know that... For you, I'm not saying everybody needs to have a beautiful, polished, jaw-dropping branding, but you know that for you, that that's what you want. You want that. You, you, you're just like, you know, and I always explain this uh, to people this way. 
let's say there's a party and you can wear whatever you want. What do you wear? Do you know what I'm saying? Because in this party, you get to come as you are, as you, how you want to be seen, how you want to present yourself to the world. Now, notice that I said you're going to a party. I didn't say that you live like this. Like there's no, there's so many people that are online that are just so perfectly polished and you know, I step into my victim and I'm just like, yeah, but they don't have curly hair. They have straight fucking hair. Of course I wake up beautiful if my hair was straight too. But that's just like the things we tell ourselves to like kind of justify not being like other people. But these girls, I've seen these girls, these women, they're amazing. Every day they look so put together like a, like a housewife, like, you know, like the housewives of LA or something. And I think about like, oh man, if I had money, I would have someone come to my house every day and do my hair and my makeup because it is not in my nature to wake up and need to f- look fancy. That's just like not what I do. I'm an artist, you know, I can't have long nails because I'm an artist. I'm painting, I'm sculpturing, I'm doing stuff with my hands. I need my hands to work for me. They're not decoration. You know what I'm saying? Um, so... That could be where you need your you're into spreading your ascension, spreading your spirituality into your branding, into your visual, into your story, and standing out as a category of one is never gonna come from you looking like anyone else out there. And so what we need to do is to figure out what it is about the way that we need people to see you, which is ultimately the way you wanna see yourself, which is the way that you wanna present yourself. Right. So when you go to this party, it's a party it's an event. I'm not saying you live like that. Some people live like that, but I'm not like that girl. You know, I'll be in sweat. um, You know, I'll be with the hoodie and sweatpants and my fucking Jordans smoking a blunt all day. And then I go to the party and I'm the sexiest girl in the group. I can do that. I'm a Gemini. This is what we do. But I just certainly can't live like that every day. That is too much. I can't do that. But I do recognize I got to the point in my branding because I've always done really good branding because like that's just my that's just what I'm skilled at. I have 20 plus years of working in the industry. And so it was never like a thing for me to not have. But as I've gotten to know people and their companies and their branding and I can see so very clearly that one of the reasons people are not getting right away from looking at an image the, the <coughs> excuse me, the power of what they do is because they're not putting the right coding into the photography. The way that you put coding into the photography is what we do while we're shooting, what we do before we shoot and what we do after we shoot. How we treat our, our, our images, how we treat it, how we honor it, how we even come up with the ideas, all that stuff is actually very spiritual, really deep and really profound, not superficial at all, not even a little bit, right? But it might feel that way because you might not be in the paradigm to see it in any other ways. And so I heard someone say, well, if you're playing with, you know, 5K to 10K, 20K, you may still be working through a lot of internal things. But once you cross over that mark to that 10K, 20K, 30K, 50K, the difference is that now these people are treating their brand as something incredibly valuable and special and you can demonstrate that with the decisions that you make about your brand the way that you brand the way that you know um so you can work with me on a spiritual mental internal state you can work with me on the outside of how your branding looks we still do we still have to do deep inner work um 
because it just doesn't, it's just not like putting, fuck it, it's not like putting makeup on a pig, you know what I'm saying? You can't put makeup on a pig and put her on the cover of a magazine and say she's the most beautiful girl in the world. It's a pig. So we got to figure out that what is it about you? What is it that, it's not just, you know, giving you a makeover, that's not it. You can do a boudoir session for, for you know, feeling, feeding your ego and looking amazing images. One of the things I'm kind of against, and maybe this will change in the future, but if I do a service to having a business where I'm like the cover of everything, just like to me, that just feels weird. It's like Coca-Cola having, instead of a Coca-Cola being the product and being like the highlight, it's having like the owner of the company or the CEO. It's like, who the fuck cares about you, man? I want my Coca-Cola. So it's, I always feel, but it's because I come from, you know, working in, in marketing, um, you know, departments as a photographer, but you know, you still have to be looped in and chimed into the conversations. I worked with um, a department of buyer, buyers. I had easily a hundred buyers buying from all over the world, traveling all over the world. And they would have to come to me to just be like, hey, I'm trying to buy this. How are we going to photograph it? What are we going to do? All these marketing things had to be funneled through me so I could be looped into the conversation so I can create the branding, so I can create the images that were going to sell the product. And let me tell you, I did this and I did not know the level of gift that I had because while I was working at Dillard's, which was, you know, surprisingly my very first job out of college i made more money than any photographer that had ever been there my work was featured in more billboards magazines and advertisements than ever before and for the time that i was there and of course i don't know what happened afterwards because i don't didn't follow through but for the time i was there we were becoming recognized as one of the best divisions that dealers had our work was making it into uh, areas of media that it had never done before. It was getting online, it was doing like, in, in, in just so you understand the perspective, the, the work that was for the online photographers was the t- best of the best of the best of the best. So suddenly I come in, this little Puerto Rican brown girl with a big mouth, big hair, a lot of tattoos and a lot of attitude, and she fucking turned an entire department. The, the Southeast Division entire southeast division that's about five or six different states they were suddenly under my command and two weeks prior i was just a student it could be that quick your 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 results could be that quick but it just requires so much willingness to ignore what you think you know ignore your intuition and lead from inspiration all right you already know how to reach me find me a dm send me a dm if you want to work with me bye